This is Plant-Based Briefing, How to Store Groceries to Reduce Food Waste and Cook Faster, Part 2 by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. This is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I find articles related to vegan and plant-based living, get permission, and read them to you here in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article would have been longer than that, so it's a two-parter. I read Part 1 yesterday, so go back and listen to that first, and then jump back here for Part 2. And now let's get to today's Plant-Based Briefing. How to Store Groceries to Reduce Food Waste and Cook Faster, Part 2, by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. Other Grocery Storage Methods Some vegetables, like asparagus and corn, taste so much better when they are freshly harvested that I make a point of cooking them the same day they come home. Plan accordingly. Many sources recommend storing onions and potatoes in a cool, dark place, just a little below room temperature if possible. That seems like a good idea, but I live in an apartment and that's not an option for me. I also prefer keeping onions close at hand because I use them every day, and refrigerated because they're less likely to make me cry that way. I haven't noticed any issues with conservation. The key is to never let them freeze. Produce storage boxes make appealing photos for social media and Pinterest, but I don't think they're necessary. Monitoring my produce inventory, lining the crisper drawers with tea towels to take care of the moisture, and not buying too much works for me. To take advantage of harvest time low prices, I sometimes buy more onions or apples than can fit in my fridge. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm able to store them outdoors on my covered deck, in cardboard boxes or thick brown paper bags. Nestled right outside my patio door in a sheltered spot, they're sheltered from the elements. However, if the temperature is going to drop several degrees below freezing level, I take them indoors for the night. Warning, if you are still buying meat, make sure to store it below, not above your produce, to prevent contamination. Worry about the right thing. Countless studies have shown that people who eat more vegetables and fruit have healthier lives. Handle your food inventory with care, but don't go overboard trying to store your produce perfectly. Your priority should be to actually cook and eat your greens, cruciferous, colorful, rude, and other vegetables. Number 4. Transfer dry goods to jars. This grocery storage method takes a bit of effort to get started, but it's life-changing when it comes to preparing meals quickly. The goal is to reduce the amount of time it takes to choose, identify, and pour out the necessary ingredients. Your whole plant food ingredient options should be stored neatly and visible at a glance, right where you need them while you are cooking, not in some distant pantry. My own kitchen was a bit too messy to photograph at the moment, so I asked my kind AI assistant to create something for me. See the photo below, which identifies jarred goods on the countertop as well as in a variety of pull-out drawers easily accessible. The main benefits of this approach are that it makes cooking faster, you open the drawer and see the ingredients you may need at a glance, it also reminds you of the foods you should be eating, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. It constrains the number of ingredients you keep at any given time. If it doesn't fit in an existing jar, you're not buying it. Practice substitutions and increases the shelf life of your ingredients by decreasing the airflow and the risk of a pest infestation. Would you like to try? Here are the steps to get there. Number one, assess how much space you have in the kitchen. Reorganize your storage so that frequently used ingredients could be within arm's reach of your main food preparation area. Utensils need to be close by, but pots and pans can be a few steps further away if it means making room for food storage. Number two, identify the core dry ingredients you use on a regular basis. This would include grains, beans, nuts, seeds, dried fruit, and assorted bits and bobs like nutritional yeast and baking soda. There should be somewhere between 15 and 40. My own selection is based on the most used items on my list of 75 vegan pantry staples linked here. 
Number three, select your combination of storage containers. I love wide mouth mason jars of assorted sizes. Number four, if you have pull-out drawers, lucky you. Fill them up with the jars. If you don't have pull-out drawers, you can gather the jars in shallow, sturdy plastic baskets that fit inside your cabinets. Then you just need to pull out the basket to select the ingredients you need. If you can invest some time and money in improving your kitchen, you can purchase pull-out drawer kits from home hardware stores. And number five, identify a reserve overflow area away from your main food prep zone where the food that doesn't fit in the jars will be stored. When a given ingredient is starting to run low, check the overflow area to decide whether you should add the item to your grocery list or not. Zero waste tip. To find mason jars, check your local thrift stores and ask on your buy nothing group. I recommend buying new lids though. You can do the same thing for spices, storing the overflow in a basket on a high shelf. Always check the content of the basket before buying a fresh refill from the grocery store. Be aware of greenwashing. When researching how to store groceries, I was struck by the number of blog posts featuring solutions like supposedly zero-waste silicone bags and produce boxes for the fridge, along with affiliate links to Amazon. You don't need to create consumer plastic or glass or metal waste to avoid food waste. Keep your grocery storage simple and keep eating those greens. And remember, the best way to avoid food waste is to actually eat the food you buy. So learn to buy your kale and eat it too. You just listened to How to Store Groceries to Reduce Food Waste and Cook Faster, Part 2, by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And Brigitte has so many great articles. I've recorded a number of them. If you search wherever you listen to this podcast, or you can go to plantbasedbriefing.com slash episodes and use the search field there. Search for Vegan Family Kitchen and those will all come up. She's got some around nutrition, around mindset, around tips and tricks. A couple you might want to check out are 208, Why You Hate Cooking and What You Can Do About It, 266 and 267, Zero Waste Cooking for Vegans, and 364, Make Washing the Dishes Faster. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.